WPTF Highway to Hope podcast here on Pod Wheels powered by Radio Nemo. I am your host, Shannon Courier, the Director of Philanthropy with the St. Christopher Truckers Relief Fund. And as always, I am joined by our producer, Greg Thompson, my two peas in a pod partner in crime podcast person. Wow, I love the alliteration there. That brings a smile to my face. Enjoy working with you. We have a good time. We do. We have a great time. We're talking about a serious subject here because we're in the middle of this financial health series that you've put together with our friend Sarah from New York Life. And this is part two of that series. For those of you who have not heard part one, you need to go back right now. Stop, jump back, and listen to part one. Absolutely. So we are talking about financial health. And like I said on the first episode, and I'll probably say this every episode, don't tune us out. This is good information. Whether you do anything about it and pull the trigger on something today or whether you do it six months from now, it's good information to hear, consider, ponder, figure out how you can do what you want to do. This is great information. We're going to continue the discussion. We're going to be talking about the importance of planning for your financial future. Planning being the operative word. Greg, tell me, are you a planner? Do you like to plan? I've become a planner. I don't like to plan, but I've learned through all the years, the six decades that I've been on the planet now, that it's better to have a plan than not to have a plan, especially when you talk about things that pay me now or pay me later. If you have a plan, you're going to save yourself in a lot of ways. So I'll tell you what, let's take a listen to part two of the series as we talk about planning. We are here with Sarah Collin from New York Life. Sarah, if you would talk to us a little bit about planning. So there needs to be a certain portion of someone's income, a percentage of it or a dollar amount that goes towards planning. That means planning for the future and not just for emergencies, but you have to be putting your money into vehicles where it is going to grow and it is going to get you through retirement. One of the things that I see, and it's pretty common, is that people do not start planning for retirement early enough and they get to their pre-retirement years. Now it's on the radar. We sit down and they are just absolutely stunned by the amount of money that they have to start putting towards retirement because they didn't plan for the last 15, 20, 25 years. So the planning aspect of financial health is really important to you. I think it's very hard to be financially healthy without doing all four of these things, even borrowing, because you do have to borrow to build credit and your credit is what is going to allow you to be able to finance a home or maybe finance a truck and be able to do all these things and make investments that are going to become assets. So everything really does kind of work together. It's kind of like a gear system. If you have one thing that is out of place or you're not doing it, it's going to mess up the mechanicals of your financial health. Agree. So the planning, I think, is probably the hardest part, to be honest with you. Just getting some kind of plan down. What do I want to do? Where do I want to be? That may be like a one-year, three-year, five-year, 10-year plan. Where do I want to be financially? What do I need to do today, next week, next year in order to reach those goals? So I think that's probably the hardest part is the planning then sticking to that plan. I always say, make a plan and stick to the plan. Making the plan, sometimes it can be hard. Just that initial step is even hard. 
Yeah, absolutely. It can be tough. And I always recommend to people too, we kind of go back to correlating this to health, but like if someone wants to get in shape and they want to start eating healthier, a lot of the times they're going to go see a dietitian or a personal trainer. And those people are going to lay out a plan for them and they're going to see the results fairly quickly. Now, if you do it on your own, you probably will still see the results, but you're not the expert. So you're going to go through some trial and error and you probably will lose some weight, but you will hit a plateau and you'll have to kind of figure out like, how do I get past this plateau? And it's the same thing with finances. A lot of people are not in the financial services industry. So if you're not and you need help, don't be afraid to ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. And it's okay to go to someone and say, I'm not really sure what to do here. I have an idea in my head of what I would like my life to look like, what I would like retirement to look like, but I don't know how to get there. That's not something that people should be like embarrassed by or shameful by. Because I mean, think about it. Most of the people listening here, they work in the transportation industry. I don't know how to drive a semi truck. I'm not going to get behind the wheel and just try and drive it on my own. (laughs) So it's the same thing when it comes to finances and other areas of our life too. If it's not your area of expertise, that's totally fine. You can always go and ask for help. And there are tons of people, not just myself, that work in the financial services industry all over the country in every single state and every single city that are there to help people get on track and help them plan and help them to get to where they want to be. And like not everybody that's coming to you, they're not six-figure income or millionaires. I mean, there's our everyday people going, okay, I'm not prepared for the future. What do I need to do? Or maybe you're in panic mode. Maybe you're like, oh my gosh, I've never even thought about this before. Now I have to start thinking about it. I have a limited number of years. Where do I even start? That's what your expertise is for. So utilize the experts that are out there because there's a plan for you. Exactly. And I think a lot of people get intimidated by the financial services industry in general. And I mean, it's a very big industry. It's very broad. There's all types of things that fall into that umbrella. But I think a lot of people think that having like a financial plan or a retirement plan or an advisor is something that only rich people have. And that is not true. People who are considered working class, blue collar workers, even white collar workers, like everyone should have a financial planner, retirement planner, some type of advisor in their life. Because otherwise, you know, like we said earlier, if it's not your area of expertise, you don't really know what to do. And I think there is a lot of information that gets put out there on the internet. And there's all these social media platforms. And in one sense, it is a really good thing because people are able to get information they otherwise wouldn't be able to get. But there also is a lot of false and incorrect information out there too. Anyone who works in the financial services industry, like they have to be licensed a lot of different areas in order to help you set up your plan, your insurance needs, your retirement, your investments, all these things. And you have people on the internet who aren't licensed, or maybe they're only licensed in one area and they're speaking in areas that they really don't know that much about. So I always like to let people know if you see a TikTok reel, take it with a grain of salt, still get a financial person in your life. And if you see something that is interesting, you haven't heard of, or that piques your interest, you can go to them and say, Hey, is this even a thing? Like, is this true? Or is this just something incorrect that's floating around? on the internet. Yeah, there's lots of stuff out there. So if you're looking at somebody and they're like, hey, we can take your $20 and turn it into 20,000 in seven days, that's not your financial planner. (laughs) 
if that worked, we would all be doing that. But that's not who you need to go to. So definitely vet your financial planning people that you would like to work with. And I'll tell you too, there are things that are stressors in our lives. Money is one of those things. We've talked about the physical health. The stress of money takes a toll on physical health. We see that at St. Christopher Fund. By the time people come to us, they're in a stressful financial situation most of the time. They're needing financial assistance. That's why they're reaching out to us. That's one of the reasons why we operate the way we do as far as paying bills directly to bill holders is to take stress off of people that are trying to heal from injuries or illnesses. But financial stress takes a toll on you mentally, physically, and take a toll on your marriage. There's a lot of marriages and relationships that struggle because financial discussions are difficult. Maybe people aren't on the same page with how they think finances need to be handled. So finances can be very, very stressful for people. Absolutely. So that is why I believe that financial health, it's like a multifaceted state of being because it isn't just your finances. It does affect your emotional health. It affects your mental health. Once that emotional health and that mental health kind of start going in a negative direction, it can take your physical health into a negative direction and it can negatively affect relationships and in marriages stress ages you beyond belief. Have you ever seen those pictures of veterans before and after they've gone to war? Granted, war is a whole different level of stress. It surpasses financial stress and the kind of stress that we're talking about, but that's on the extreme end of the spectrum. And you can see what stress does to the body and what it does to the mind. And so it's very hard for someone to be mentally healthy, emotionally healthy, physically healthy, and then financially unhealthy. You either have the power of positivity or you have the power of negativity. So if you have one or a few of those areas in your overall health that is lacking, the things that are going well for you are either going to start going negative or those things that are going well for you are going to bring that one category that's negative, positive, and you're going to get better in it. And I think a lot of people don't realize this. They don't realize how connected our overall health is. And for anyone that's been through anything financially stressful, I think they understand how stressful that can be. If you are married and if you do have a family, it can really take a toll. And first and foremost, people need to know how much they're spending. They need to know what they're making and what they're spending. And if you are in a relationship, talking about finances and talking about, okay, maybe we don't make as much money for the lifestyle we like to live or we're currently living. That's not really an enjoyable conversation, but if you have those conversations, it prevents many problems. Even if someone doesn't necessarily make the money that they want for the lifestyle that they're living, that doesn't mean that you can't enjoy life and you can't enjoy things. It's just having some discipline to be able to enjoy those things in a limited amount. We kind of, in general, humanity, a lot of us just lack a general discipline. That is why our finances become hurt. That is why our overall health becomes hurt. The nice thing about discipline is it's something that can be developed. So if it's something that maybe you're not that great at, you don't really have it in your finances or in your health or wherever it is, you can develop discipline. So that's a nice thing. You're not born with or without it. It's something that you instill in yourself throughout your life. 
That's by making positive, healthy decisions. I feel like I'm pretty disciplined on my financial health. Not necessarily on my physical health. I like to eat what I want to eat and I don't exercise like I should. But there are steps you can take in healthy habits that you can start building. You really can feel good about those as you start seeing positive changes. That's the thing. Make yourself a checklist. Physically checking off something is mentally stimulating. You're like, oh, I got that done. It's like a to-do list. Got 10 things on there. I checked one off. Great. I've only got nine more. It really affects you mentally. And it really all boils down to the mental state. You have to be disciplined. And like you say, a lot of people are not disciplined. So learning to be more disciplined one day at a time is going to move us where we want to be, whether it be physically, mentally, financially, all of the above. Absolutely. And I also want to note as well that when it comes to being healthy, I think people always think of health in extreme ways. In order to be physically healthy, you have to be like ripped and you eat chicken and broccoli every day and you have like a six pack or an eight pack. That is the extreme level of health. That is like athletic health. You've been an athlete your whole life. You're a professional athlete. That is not like your everyday healthy. So I think that happens with finances too. People think that If they're not saving every dollar, if they're still spending on things that they enjoy, that they're not financially healthy. And that's not true. When you're focusing on your physical health, you can still eat things that you enjoy. You don't need to have a six pack. You don't need to be in the gym five, six, seven days a week. When you're working on your financial health, you don't need to save every single dollar that you make. You don't need to never go out, never enjoy the money that you're making. It's just, you have to become disciplined about it. And that discipline is really a mental thing. If you look at any successful athlete or someone who's very successful in their personal life and their business life, they're all going to tell you pretty much the same thing at some point along their journey. It was all mental your biggest cheerleader or your worst enemy. I think that that's really important that people start to switch their mindset and they start to believe that they deserve to be healthy and also that they want to be healthy. Because at the end of the day, if it's not something that you want, you're not going to make those changes and you're not going to develop that discipline. But even if you want it, you have to believe that you deserve to be healthy too. Because subconsciously, a lot of people like we just don't think that we deserve the things that we want in life. Maybe that stems from some deeper issues that have to do with upbringing or negative experiences that we've had, or maybe we were in a bad relationship and that person just didn't make us feel valuable as a person. So now our self-value has gone down and we don't think that we deserve the things in life that we actually do. So the mentality of being healthy is a really important thing as well. You got to want to be healthy and you got to think that you deserve it. Because if you don't do those two things without even realizing it, Consciously, you're just going to continue to make these damaging decisions without even realizing it. And then before you know it, you're like, wow, how did I end up here? This is really not ideal. I'm in some hot water. How do we make it cold again? (laughs) How do we get out? (laughs) Yeah. How do I get back to where I want to be? And I agree with you on that. I would say, and this is just my opinion. I know a lot of drivers, talk to a lot of drivers, and there's probably many out there that don't think they deserve. They work for their families. They work to support their families. They will put their own 
health on the line to stay on the road or to get that load delivered. I had a driver that is known in the industry. He had a load that had to be delivered, but he was really sick. And he was just, I'll go to the doctor and worry about me when I get this load delivered. He ended up passing away on the road. That's just heartbreaking to me because he deserved to stop and say, I can't move any further than where I am. I've got to get to a doctor. But he was sacrificing himself. But you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. You have to know that you are valuable and that you deserve to have the life that you would like to have. There's some sacrifice that comes with that, obviously. We do have to make some sacrifices along the way to get the positive outcomes that we want to have. But positive self-talk, working together with your partner, if you have one, to make those positive decisions to get where you want to be. You are worthy and deserve to have financial health, mental health, physical health. You deserve all of that. We all do. Yeah, absolutely. And regardless of what someone does, you're making a sacrifice. You have to make sacrifices to be healthy in your finances, in your mental, emotional, physical state. Or if you're not making healthy decisions, you're making a sacrifice as well. The difference is that one group of sacrifices is going to give you a positive outcome. And the other set of sacrifices is going to just give you a negative outcome and it's going to bring long-term stress. So regardless of what someone is doing, we're all making sacrifices, but it's what type of sacrifices are you making and for what outcome? So for people, maybe they're not on track you're already making a sacrifice. All you have to do is make a different type of sacrifice. And then you're going to have a different type of outcome. And money, it's one of those things that it's like, we need it to survive. And it just can be so stressful. And that isn't to say that money is everything because it's not. There are things that money cannot buy. And I think that we all know that, but I wouldn't say that money buys happiness, but I would say that money minimizes stress. And if you have less stress, you are going to be more happy in general. And if you look at your bank account balance, someone who has more money, they're going to be less stressed. Someone who has less money, they're going to be more stressed. That's just how it works. All these things can be prevented and they can also be turned around for people that aren't necessarily in the best financial place as well. Yeah, I agree. Quickly, let's close this one out. Give us the basic steps that people can take to move towards being financially healthy. To kind of recap is first and foremost, you got to look at your bank statements or save your receipts and you need to know what you're spending. So you need to know the money that's coming in that you're making from your job and you need to know how much living for you costs. So you need to know what's coming in and you need to know what's going out. You need to know how much you're saving. If you're not saving, you need to start saving. You have to at least take the initiative of those two things. So you at least need to know how much you're making and how much you're spending before you sit down with a financial person. If you sit down with them without knowing those things, that's fine, but that's going to be one of the first things they ask. What do you do for work? How much money do you make and how much money do you spend? So first and foremost, you have to take that initiative and then don't be afraid to ask for help. If you take those two steps, you look at what you're making, you look at what you're spending and you don't know what to do. Don't be afraid to ask for help. That wraps up this segment in our financial health series featuring Sarah Cohen from New York Life on the SCF Highway to Hope podcast. Greg Thompson back with your host, Shannon Courier, the Director of Philanthropy at the St. Christopher Truckers Relief Fund. Shannon, we heard some great information from Sarah, and I know that SCF has a lot of resources that can help our listeners as well. We do. And I really enjoyed this conversation and I hope people listened to all of the information. If you didn't hear all of the episodes, please go back. You can listen to them individually. They do stand alone, but it is a six part series. 
listen and ponder what might be a next step for you if you need to take some of these steps. It's a lot of food for thought. It's a lot of education. It's a lot of things to consider in order to make your financial health stronger, to give you peace of mind for you and for your family further down the line. We have a ton of resources on the St. Christopher Fund website. We so appreciate Sarah from New York Life Sharing. We will have her information available as well if you would like to reach out to her. She is not making anything off of this. There's no sales pitch here. But if you don't know where to start, she would be a good place to start if you're wanting to put something new in place and really start to build that strong foundation or add to an already strong house that you already have. Shannon, you are so right about all of the information that Sarah has shared with us throughout this series. And before we go, I wanted to give you one last opportunity to share with us the contact points for the St. Christopher Truckers Relief Fund. Absolutely. So if you would like to learn more about the St. Christopher Fund, you can head over to our website at truckersfund.org. We would love for you all to connect with us also on our social media accounts. There's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. We'd love for you to join us there. You will see us sharing information about this podcast series on all of those platforms. So whichever one you're on the most, you will be able to find us there. We hope you will consider some of the information that you heard. Reach out if we can be of any help. Until next time, we're always about stay safe out there. Soak up some good information, make some educated and good decisions for your future. Put a smile on your face. Have a great afternoon and say hello to a fellow driver out there on the road.